Hello and welcome to Game Pass Forever, a standalone segment of the Outside is Overrated podcast. Each month or now every other month we dive into a new game off the Xbox Game Pass lineup as voted on by our supporters on Patreon. This segment exists because of our generous backers on Patreon. If you enjoy this content, please visit www.patreon.com OIO and pledge $2 a month to support the show. And then you can also vote on the games that we play. Outside is Overrated is presented by Premier Health. Check out their website at premierhealthmn.com. That's premierhealthmn.com. And with that, I'm your host, Tom Sidlachik, and I am so excited to try something new with this episode. We're doing the first of two parts on Monster Hunter Rise. We've got a slightly new format with a whole host of friends joining us. I uh, didn't know exactly how many people were going to be jumping on when I wrote that, so a whole host means one extra one person. <laughs> That's all right. He's, he's, he's a very important person. that You can count him as a host. Uh, Joe, you are the best, Joe. You're just the best. <laughs> Yeah, he's all right. We've got the Hobby Box, Joe Burns. hey Dr. C, Casey Aline. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And Brian Camille. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Today we're talking about Monster Hunter Rise, released in March 2021. Monster Hunter Rise is the 15th entry in the series and has a Metacritic rating of 87 on Xbox. You play a hunter tasked with slaying a rash of large monsters. The core gameplay loop consists of accepting a quest, loading up on side quests, Hunting a big monster, carve, 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 turning your quest, upgrade your gear. The end. You forgot about eating dongo before you go out. What I do with my dongo is my own business. Burnsy, you and me, we played some Monster Hunter World together. What were your expectations going into Rise? I really wasn't 100% sure what to expect. I liked World okay enough i guess and i thought rise was much different than world but then i had that mixed up with a game that came out around the same time on the switch which was monster hunter stories 2 i think uh and so uh i I really wasn't sure what to expect uh i was looking forward a little bit to like the monster hunter combat because it'd been a while since i played that and i didn't play that game to death really so i never really got sick of it i just kind of played other stuff and dropped off of it so so i don't know i, w- I wasn't 100 percent sure what to expect yeah world was a timeless classic casey you had never played a video game before how disappointed were you that there was no laundry to do in monster hunter rise i mean you know, one man's laundry is another man's monster slaying right i mean it's <laughs> just a different man's grind either you're grinding to make money slinging laundry for cabinets or you're killing monsters for armor i mean in in fame it's it's, it's the same thing right yeah basically the same <laughs> brian you came into this game you had dabbled in world but it never really grabbed you you're now hundreds of hours into rise what convinced you to jump back into this franchise real quick from casey's little dissertation there i think there's a lot of lore that i'm missing from these episodes <laughs> okay anyways so yeah, all, all you um, have to do is like listen to them i mean <laughs> you're involved it's pretty easy anywhere that you get podcasts my voice isn't on the podcast no interest <laughs> so anyways um played i played some world and like for those of you that don't know monster hunter has a notorious learning curve notorious i couldn't it is, in a lot of ways, it's very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's not. It's not easy to pick up, and it's definitely not something that's just intuitive. <laughs> so they always say that either you played Monster Hunter, uh, 
just short enough to not get hooked or you did. So world didn't catch me, but rise definitely did. Yeah. To the tune of hundreds of hours. Let's dive more into the onboarding. Mernzi, you had some experience with world. How was the initial, uh, impact of rise? Like, did it take you long to get your monster hunting feet under you? It was a little bit easier. (laughs) I mean, uh, it's still confusing to so it's still telling you to go talk to this person talk to this person talk to this person look at this look at this here's this person and so it's throwing you in like 18 directions right away at the start well that's that's true yeah i agree but like you'd already done like the core monster hunter loop before like for me i thought it was really easy like it's just like all right talk to all the people and now i get to play monster hunter cool so the one thing i will say is that to get into multiplayer it is a lot more straightforward in rise than it was in world uh because in world you had to get like to a certain part of the story in order to do it whereas here it's really just you need to talk to the right like couple of npcs first and then you can create a lobby now that's still clunky and sending an invite doesn't always send an actual invite to a person until you hit like the right combination of three buttons in a row but eventually it works so the key takeaway there is to have Burnsy run all of your multiplayer sessions because <laughs> I don't know is that clunky, uh, but it was a weird thing with the world that you brought up. Like it wasn't just reaching a certain point in the story. Like each new monster that you hunted would have like an intro cutscene, and yeah. until you had watched that cutscene, you couldn't play it with other players. And like even if you were like chugging through monsters together with your buddies, all of a sudden like you get to a new monster, everyone has to stop, everyone has to drop out, everyone has to watch the cutscene independently with their character, and it was just a very weird system with world. Yeah, I mean, I would say the clunkiest part of multiplayer this time was waiting for your friends to carry frickin' eggs across the map before you could go on and do <laughs> what you're actually there to do. But uh, I don't mission. think that's the, the worst game's missions. fault. <laughs> I don't think that's the game's fault. Why'd you look at me? He's the one with the golden egg. I referred to I had multiple, to get that thing back. I referred to multiple people. <laughs> Brian, did that little bit of experience that you had with World before getting hooked really help with the onboarding and rise, or was it just a uh, clunky slog until this game got its hooks in you? Definitely clunky slog. And kind of getting the game up and going. If you ever notice, like, of course you did, how many menus, how many dialogue boxes? My God! And the crazy part is, this is probably the most approachable from the people that I've talked to that have played a bunch of these games before. This. This one's the most approachable. And like, it's crazy that I'm 330 hours in and I'm still finding basic functions for certain items that the game just refused to explain to me what that is. Like, I just found out what a stink mink does. It's just, it's, well, it's, not, just a, it's not just a classy stripper name. It's crazy. <laughs> and so, I mean, it explains it when you first touch one in the game. It's like, it's not really the game's fault that you don't retain things, but, well, but, well, but it kind of is. It, well, also, also, you know, you don't have a Tom screaming, oh, let's get on the monster quick. Well, you're trying to look at what the heck it said when you pick the stink mink up. So there is that too, you know. Burns, you played enough games with me. You know what you're going to do. Like, you know the full <laughs> know, Tom experience. I, I'm just saying, I'm trying to explain in instance where you maybe can't read that when it pops up yeah uh, could one of you guys do me a favor and just uh, keep track of every time brian drops how many hours he's put into this game <laughs> i think we're at three references so far well, I, said, I said a lot and then i texted how many in the chat and now i've actually said the number that's three times with the official only one being on here yeah so, so the, you can uh, get f <laughs> <laughs> thank you for uh watching the language on the show i don't edit casey how was this onboarding experience for you having never played a monster hunter game and like not playing as many like 
not playing anything in this ilk before like what was this experience like for you going down the rabbit hole I, it was definitely rough i mean in the first 30 minutes the that's not of, what you wrote down yeah i like that edit i got a chuckle out of that thank you <laughs> um like the, the sheer amount of information thrown at you in the first 30 minutes of playing this game is is super overwhelming and that's why i said like when brian 330 hours in you're welcome tom um <laughs> just like figured a counter out. or like a ding sound every time that someone says it it's the uh, rise drinking game we'll just what take some, a little sip like insignificant little detail you know is in this game like it's easy to forget stuff like you get so much crap thrown at you in the beginning that like it's just like on to the next and like brian said there's so many little dialogue boxes that pop up and every single thing has a tutorial which is awesome but like retaining all that information <laughs> is freaking impossible casey this is a general life question but do you ever <laughs> worry that you just think too much like there's a big monster, you have a great sword, just go hit it on the head with the sword and see what happens. Well, see, and that's like, at its basic core level of that, you can do that in this game. But if you do that, this game is going to be very, very slow and slogging for you until you realize, like, oh crap, like, for me, and we're going to get into this, but, like, the weapon that I chose, the first time that we played, I'm just going in there and I'm just swinging at this thing and hacking away at it. And then, like, I started to do some research, which I do, you know, like, I, <laughs> if I'm playing something, I would like to as good at it as possible so it's called i'm watching youtube videos and i'm reading wikis and blah blah blah, blah and i'm like holy crap this long sword that i've been playing with is really freaking awesome and there's so many different combos and different things that you can do with it and i did none of that the first time and if you never went back to in the tutorial it said oh you can go practice weapons at the dojo or whatever the heck it's called which i still haven't found <laughs> um <laughs> so i really you know like that's one thing that we're going to talk about but like mastering each weapon and like going into and figuring out how to use each one of the different combos and everything like that's something that they don't really get into in the very beginning and that all that 30 minutes all that information that throw at yeah you can start a quest you can go and you can hack on monsters which is which is cool and fun and you can do it with your buddies and, it, and it's awesome it's a good time but like it's just so much information that they throw at you in the beginning and it's just it could be like super overwhelming well it's like because one of the first things i mentioned to you it's like oh you can go try out your weapons and it it gives you the chance to to mess around with it and they'll show you some stuff on the screen of like what you're hitting and different combos you can do and, and stuff like that but then it's like trying over text to try to explain you gotta walk over well and i couldn't remember for sure but like you have to walk over the bridge and go to where the dog keeper person is and you have to walk <laughs> through there and find the boat and then get on the boat and then you like go through this hallway and then you end up in this area where you can like attack things and then go to the box and change your weapon to attack things with a different weapon and uh so yeah it's <laughs> and, and they do it, it, it's a little hard to find but they do have a menu option where you can go into the menu and basically select where you want to go and I think it'll teleport you there yeah there's fast travel around yeah the and so that that I think helps it I don't remember that being something that was in there in in world but I could be wrong and I'm, I'm very much like Casey. Like, if I am going to play a game, I'm going to deep dive. I'm going to learn. I want to make sure that I am playing optimally in most ways. And the part that sucks is that I'm OCD enough that if optimally is slightly less fun than just being a psychopath, I'll choose optimally because I don't want to waste. I don't want to be less efficient than 100%. This is why Casey and I have doctorates. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a min-max thing, right? So anyways... 
but, but he's right. Like the thing too is like, yeah, you can go in and you can smack a monster with a hammer. But like once you start to learn iframes and you start to learn um, different kinds of like, hey, where are your hitboxes on things? The game gets a lot more complex and the game forces you to do that because as you go later on to some of these missions, if you don't learn, if you don't learn to meet this, the skill gap increase, the game punishes you pretty aggressively, pretty fast. Not as hard as World, that Antonath, that first fire-breathing dragon in World, I mean, that was the first skill wall. That thing destroyed me and I stopped playing that game a little bit after that. I recall fighting that uh, T-Rex with you. That was uh, that was quite an experience. <laughs> Let's have real talk here for a second before we get into weapons. Casey, you played most of the early part of this game with me being very directive and like pushing the pace on everything. Do you think that was an enjoyable way to experience this, or would you have preferred to be on your own, like trying to absorb every piece of information and like working through things on your own? Um, I think it was actually good because it showed me that the game. Yes, it's complex, but that it is there is some simplicity to it as well, where you can still go out and you can have fun. Because I'll be honest, like after that first thirty minutes, I was like, "Holy crap!" I know, like I'm only going to be playing this for two months, probably, right? And then we're going to move on to the next game. Do I want to invest this much time into this with all this information that's flying at me? And like, the answer is yes. Going, going yes, you back, do. Well, I know this game like, is awesome. This, I, it is. It is awesome, but like. It's it's hard for me wanting to be, you know, really good at something right away and, and optimizing everything that I'm doing, sucking so bad in the beginning, right? Like, I was afraid, like, when you guys were like, oh, let's hop on and play. And I'm like, I haven't done Jack yet. Like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to suck and, and whatever. No, and it's not like that. You can, you, you can go out there and, you know, especially if you're playing with your buddies and you can kind of... You know, they can get whaled on for a while. You can head back. You can heal up. You can create, you know, like whatever. You can do whatever you need to do. Yeah, haul an egg across the map while they're beating on a monster. Um, so there there are, there's more to this game than, than I guess what I initially, I mean, obviously there's a lot more to this game because they, <laughs> what they throw at you. But they like, I was so kind of overwhelmed in the beginning that I was worried that it was going to take a lot more for me to actually enjoy it before I got to that point and it's already fun and now I'm looking forward to making it even more fun when I get to actually really learn how to play this thing yeah and I think it I think it's almost better off to have that kind of like co-op tutorial I guess would be the better way to put it because I feel like you would have just continued to slowly work through the solo stuff and just continued to have been stun locked on most of it without getting like, okay, this is the basic gameplay loop of what you do. And now you have that like understanding of what the game is to then optimize off of from there. Uh, Cause like, you know, the, the breakdown of what Tom put at the start of the episode, I mean, that's the core loop of what you do. You prep for a hunt, you eat, you go on the hunt you track down what you need to track down and kill it and then come back and level up your weapons and gear and then rinse, wash, repeat. Yep. Uh, it's just, it gets more complicated with the more difficult monsters and the different maps and, and, and so on. Um, and, you know, depending upon what gear you want to create, you need to collect different things that aren't available in certain areas and so that's where it starts to get much more, you know, that's where you can start to really dig into at least 
that understanding of, okay, I need to go hunt this so I can get this so I can level this up and make this armor uh, or something along those lines. And so um, I think it, I think it was good that you jump in and play with us that night just to, just to get that understanding because it'll get you past some of those things. So I think I played, well, I think I had to play the first bits of world on my own and it was just kind of like, just so much information and it's, 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 it is information overload at first and you don't know if you're making the right decisions. Um, and, and I think that, that makes it a little more difficult. I think this game really benefits from having a quarterback because like in world, I also grew up in the mean streets playing largely solo and the game clicked solo and I was able to play some with my friends and that was awesome. Uh, but I think monster hunter as a franchise, it's just helpful to have someone that knows the ropes to show it to you. Like, for me, an apt comparison is playing uh, Overwatch with my friend Mike, who's also a part of the OIO community. Like he just, he gave me the tools to know when to be in position, when to push, when to hold back. And uh, generally speaking, I don't like being told what to do, but this is a game where a quarterback is very helpful. That was something I really lucked out because I have I have two younger brothers, and they have been playing Monster Hunter since like early in the DS cycle. So the boys have been playing it for about a decade. And it made a lot easier because they could explain, hey, these are what these things are used for. These are things that we can do to either control the monster's behavior or like, or we can we can impede them from doing different things. Or even simple as like running around the map and picking up like, okay, pick up the spirit birds first so that you have more stamina, you have more life, and you're not getting trucked the second you run into the thing. Um, so the, having people there with that guidance is great and i will also say that for a community that you cannot if you're playing online you can't talk to most people unless you have a party for a game where you can't really communicate it is one of the best online communities i play with almost exclusively at this point i think it's japanese or korean players no americans are still <laughs> playing this game but like it's so much fun working together as a group and you can kind of see where that shift happens you guys start to kind of operate as one and when you have a lot of weapon diversity within the group so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. Uh, There's a swear word. Yeah, appreciate that. At 18 minutes, 11 seconds, we're on God's green earth is my pen. I thought you'd done that at this. Yeah, I'll make a special exception for that one. Hey, hey, uh, what weapons are you guys using? I know Casey's got longsword. That thing's, I think, considered meta-wise one of the top three in the game. Which is why I chose it, because I did my research. <laughs> I also did mine. <laughs> Although we're Tom not playing Cameron, the expansion, so the the longsword I think was I mean, I think it still is one of the top three, but it was really yeah. good in the base game too. Uh I chose the greatsword purely aesthetically. Like I thought it looked cool. I'm like, oh. All nice. right. I played the hammer in world and I like the big clunky weapons with a uh, big risk, big reward. Like I like finding the my windows to hit the different monsters and to find the areas to hit the most effectively. For me, that's a really Fun an interesting puzzle in the combat. So you start off equipped with the great sword, right? I think it's sword I shield, isn't it? Yeah, is I think, it? Yeah, it's something different. Yeah, that's like the I, bread and butter. I switched to the great sword, and then Tom was using the great sword, so I switched to long sword. Okay, because I remember when I first went to to try it out, I, I started off with something. I like hit the thing, the test, the like big mechanical dummy twice and then i was like okay i need to do something different um and so i tried the dual blades that didn't seem 
It's just like when you're hitting thing when you're hitting the dummy and you're doing like one, two, four damage, it's just like, am I really hitting it fast enough to add up to what I could do with something else? Um, and then I messed around with the gun lance for a little bit and I remembered, it made me remember how much I dislike playing with the lance in, in world. <laughs> um, and then it add, would add a reload mechanic on top of it, which is just like, okay, that's the last thing I need is, is oh, okay, I got to hit this button and I forgot to hit this button. And so then I started using the hunting horn and that's what I've been using when I've I been knew it. actually playing I could the have game. put money down on that. <laughs> um, I knew and I keep, it. I keep referring to it as the battle organ because it sounds much more like that or, or a bagpipe. But yeah, it is the hunting horn, I believe. So, Or the dude, dudes of death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's really neat because you play... It's basically you have three different attacks that you do with it. And when you do a couple of each of those and then you trigger, uh, you trigger an attack that basically passes those buffs off to your party members... Um, which I think is pretty cool. It's I'm still trying to figure out exactly which buffs are active and how many I can activate at once if I can try to do all three of them. Um, so I've got to mess around with that and figure that out a little bit more with what it's actually telling me on the interface when I'm doing everything. Um, but it is fun. It's kind of like what you're saying, Tom. Uh, though <laughs> I tend to not worry so much. It's just like, okay, I'm either going to pull off my big combo uh, or I'm going to get smoked. I guess I got smoked. Okay, well, I'll try it again. <laughs> you know, um, And the hope is just that I don't take too much damage and, and faint, which I only did once, I think, when we played. Um, and that was when we fought, like, oh, what was that really big dude? Uh, the Slimer. Yeah, he looked like Slimer from uh, Ghostbusters, though he was like a turtle or... Yeah, Slimer Bowser. Cro crocodile. Yeah, Tetrahedon. Yeah, no, that guy. Eh, maybe. I don't think that's what the name sounded like. It's only it's, in the... It's, it's like a Tetradon, yeah. I know what it is. It, yeah. like, it looks like a big, almost like duck-billed platypus. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With a big yep. belly on it. Yeah, so... That guy killed me just because it's like he swallowed me, then spit me out, then jumped on me. And it was just like, okay, he can do all that. And I, <laughs> I maybe shouldn't have attacked him on my own. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I think that's when Casey and I were both uh, messing around with eggs. Yeah. Yeah. And I got impatient. <laughs> I was trying to get one of the other monsters to come down and fight it. But once it would get close to where that was at, it would run away. It was just like, come on, follow me. <laughs> I want you to weaken this thing up for me. Yeah, yeah. The so, Pied Piper with his hunting horn over here. <laughs> with so with your hunting horn, you can get all four of your buffs out, and depending on what weapon you're using, Joe, you get different buffs. So one of my favorites is one where it gives attack up, um, defense up, life up, and life rejuvenation. So the fun part about the hunting horn, which is like, so there's rise, which is the base game, right, and then there's sunbreak. Mm -hmm. which is the DLC. And actually, I'm playing through the DLC right now with Casey's brother, Corey, who's an Insect Glaive user. Um, but with the Hunting Horn, I played all the base game with that one. And man, do people want you in their group. Like, <laughs> it is, it's funny because it, it does do a decent amount of damage. It can stun things well. It's almost like a hammer light version. But I played one game with four Hunting Horns together, and there was so much buffs going on, I didn't know what was happening anymore. So you just, like, if you got hit, it seemed like dumb luck, but, like, the creature could do nothing to stop the beatdown that was happening with the organs. It was just obscene. Mm -hmm. That could go a number of ways with how that vernacular sounds. Okay. <laughs> right, I'm surprised that you chose the hunting horn. That seems much more of a uh, Burns party support friendly 
weapon. You don't strike me as a uh, party support kind of player. I chose it because when I was learning to play, I thought if I can't be helpful, at least, or at least if I can't be good, I'm going to be helpful. It's like the Red Green show where he's like, if you can't be handsome, at least be handy. So like that's what kind of the mentality I adopted. And then once I started getting good, I started using dual blades. And dual blades, once you kind of get used to where the weak zones are, you can rip off damage at a rate that's just absurd. Um, particularly because elemental damage in this game doesn't really have a soft cap. It's nuts. Yeah, dual blade sounds much more like your speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, I mean, you run around like a crackhead. That's essentially how it works. But I do want to learn sword and shield because, I mean, it's it's apparently so useful in every situation, and it is the kind of, like, iconic with the great sword weapon of Monster Hunter. Sword and shield are Pokemon games, not Monster Hunter. Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Brian, you played, like, 417 hours of this game. What advice would you have for new players to rise? Man, I mean, after hour 500, I think there's just a lot of things that was happening. So um, the one thing I would say, if you're learning Rise, Rise is different than World because Rise introduces a lot more maneuverability through the Wirebug system. So the Wirebug system lets you do a couple of different things, right? Um, you can either kind of use it as a jump. You can use it as a forward dash. Um, if, a, if you're a hit and you're in the air, like say in the case where uh, Burnsy got thrown up and eaten by the duckbill platypus monster. When he got thrown up in the air, had he wirebugged left or right, he would have pulled himself out of that move and he wouldn't have been able to be eaten. So well, there you go, Burns. Wirebugs. Yep, they're connected to a bunch of things, right? So you can either use them for movement, which is extremely helpful because it lets you kind of get out of a situation and recover. But they're also used to power up your what are called silk bind attacks. So each weapon in the game has a couple of what's called silk binds, which are like overpowered moves. So like dual blades, you can hit them with like a drill ability. There's another one that basically gives you iframes that lets you do a counter move. Uh, longsword, Casey's Longsword is one of the best like counter moves in the entire game. I've seen bigger. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's all about, this game is all about mobility. And I, I think I would struggle going back to world, even understanding the core a lot more, knowing that the wire bugs aren't there and how much lower it would be to play uh world is a timeless classic and anyone would be better for going back to it well let's jump into our initial impressions of this overall package for part one brian your perspective is a little bit skewed because you played 518 hours of this game uh <laughs> compared to like three hours for the rest of us combined but what are your thoughts on the overall package that is monster hunter rise once I hit hour like 600, I had really known that the hooks were in me. <laughs> so I enjoyed Rise all the way through, and then it is crazy to me, and I'm sure this is all Monster Hunters, how differently the game plays with a different weapon. It It's so dramatically different that it can it gives you this, this kind of fresh perspective. And it's, it's kind of like Diablo in that way, and it's that loot grind process particularly because when you start to talk about some of the carbs later on, like some of the important stuff you need to be like creating certain armors or certain weapons, there's a one or 2% chance that you carve it off the monster. One or 2%, which gets to be nuts. Pass. Now if you capture it, Pass. you can bump that all the way up to 3%. But it's just like, okay, this some of that stuff can be pretty aggressive. Um, but I would say that 
the game is so much fun because as you learn the attack patterns, as you learn about the monsters, um, you know, from like a, even from a narrative standpoint, you become so much more effective as a hunter because you have such a better idea of where those openings are in late stage in this game. And there are some enemies that have very little openings, um, but you can learn the, you can see the other hunters that know what they're doing because they know when to get away and you'll see a guy stand up next to it when the monster's like belching fire and you know that guy's toast like okay you're doing this for the first time so it's it's fun that you can feel yourself get better Bernsey, i'm going to turn to you for a question here do you have any desire to play monster hunter rise with strangers on the internet i mean probably not i'd have to really get into it first and get pretty deep into it playing with at least somebody i know before I'd be willing to just jump in with a bunch of strangers. Yeah, there's zero chance. <laughs> there is less chance of me playing with strangers on the internet than there is of me getting those carves at the 1% late game stage. Like, it's not going to happen. The cars? Carves. Carves. Oh, carves. Yeah, okay. I was referencing what Brian said. Got it, got he it, got he it. made a good and elegant point, and I wanted to give him credit because I don't think we've praised him enough for playing you, 744 hours. you mangled by mispronouncing the word carved. Mispronounce your face. <laughs> Bernsey, your impressions on the package that is Monster Hunter Rise through your first few hours in this experience? Uh, I really like the um, like the Japanese-infused base and style throughout the game compared to, like, World was just so generic, kind of fantasy, bland, sort of. So I kind of like that it has a little bit more of an aesthetic to that. Um... I think the 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 dango dango I don't know however you want to say it um, system with the food where it's like you put together three different buffs that you want to try to get out of the meal that you have before you go out on the hunt is much more streamlined than like the weird recipe and like this will just do, give you a general boost on some things that the meal system was in world. Um, at least from what I remember of it. Now, granted, I only played like 28 hours in World. I didn't get super far. And so um, there might have been more to it as you got into the 300-ish hours in, in Monster Hunter World. Um, riding the dogs. I can't remember the fancy name that they have for it. Palamute. Um, Palamute? Palamute. Something like that. Um, Palamute. There you go. It makes traversing the maps much faster and more efficient. Uh, which is really awesome as well. And then, like, the wire bugs to get to different areas of the map, I think, is a cool system also. Uh, I've, I've noticed it pop up at different times to, like, do a recovery with a wire bug or whatever, but there's no way those things flash on the screen for such a small amount of time that I'm going to remember what three buttons I have to put together or two buttons I have to hit in order to actually pull that off. So that's something that will take real me a quick, few hours to That's get a great point. Out. Every single button on your controller has a function. Yeah. And it's overwhelming. Yeah. And, and that's so. for people who hold a controller normally. Like, <laughs> Casey, what kind of an experience are you having playing this game with your feet? Yeah. Uh, my tiger claw technique. No, I don't it's, 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 <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be fun trying to figure out how to use each... You know, well, not each, but, you know, I'm just going to stick to my longsword. But, you know, I think it's going to be a really, really fun ride along the way. And I can see why Brian has so many hours into this game because, 
know, if you really like it, going back and figuring out each individual weapon and how to use each weapon and leveling up all the different things in this game is it's going to take you a really really long time and obviously it's it's fun because a lot of people have put many hours into this game i can tell you're really into it the other night i was like hey casey you want to play some monster hunter and they're like yeah i'm watching this murder mystery i'll be on in 20 i'm like oh no i'm just gonna watch another episode <laughs> that was not my fault well it kind of was but jessica wanted to watch another episode what are you gonna tell the wife no i can't spend time with you i have to go play monster hunter and kill monsters with tom i mean that doesn't really work <laughs> i mean it flies in this household like maybe I have to go do more free stuff and said Hey, Kelsey, I'm going to get on a call about that video game you ignore. It can work. <laughs> you just got to ask. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't play with you because I had I was too busy getting my ass kicked in D&D. So. See, but would that have worked, Brian, had you been sitting next to Kelsey on the couch watching a, a show or a movie and be like, hey, I'm going to have to uh, like bug out here for a second while I go kill monsters with Tom. You know, I don't know if that Kelsey, would have worked Kelsey, very well. Kelsey and I are watching... Lord of War with Nicolas Cage from 2005. Never seen it. There's 15 minutes left in the movie. We paused it, and we're going to plan to go back to it after this phone call is done. I'm committed to the bit. Huh. I appreciate you. So, Casey, one last thing to poke at there. What is the bigger issue? Is it fighting the monsters or hanging with Tom? Like, what, what specifically does Jessica take a bridge with? What's more insurmountable? <laughs> It would be the playing the video game portion of it. Oh, I think she's oh. completely okay. Yeah, I've known Jessica for a long time. I'm sad that she hates me with a burning, fiery passion. <laughs> uh, for my part, my thoughts on the overall package, like, the basic truth here is that any new player is always going to struggle, struggle jumping into Monster Hunter. If Rise is your first Monster Hunter title, there's a steep learning curve to this. Um, but I think if you're a vet, it's more Monster Hunter. Like, having played World and knowing what the core loop is, I was excited to hunt more monsters. Boom, I can hunt a whole bunch more monsters. And starting at the low level, it's like, all right, here's that stupid bird that holds up the rock. I'm excited to take him down again. It, it does seem like you're able to get into it a little bit faster than World was. World, it seemed like it was a lot slower burn at the beginning. And maybe part of that was just because of having to do so much solo before you could go into double uh, or into multiplayer. Um, I guess one question I had for Brian is how much of like the solo quests have you played? Um, because my understanding from like what I saw online with people talking about it was that really the solo aspect of it is actually basically just a group of tutorials and the majority of everything that you do is through the hub quests instead is that correct or are there some meaty things yeah. that you do solo as well no you're i mean you're pretty accurate on that i mean of the 700 hours i've played <laughs> maybe maybe 10 are in that single player but the single player thing is useful because it like it re dramatically reduces the life on all the monsters to make it approachable for you and it's just you kind of figuring out how the system works without having to deal with the online stuff which the online adds all these extra layers and caveats of things that you have to kind of figure out. So it was nice that they're like, okay, in the basest sense, this is how this is going to work. Um, because beyond that, then they've got event quests, then they've got special quests, and then they've got rampages and all this other stuff that is just all over the place. Um, but at least with that kind of one player start off, which is only, I think it's like, 
I think it's one through four stars or something like that missions. It's it's enough to give you a basis of hey, if you can do these, at least when you go into the online community, you know enough that you should be there. Because man, like I don't know I don't know how long it would have taken to learn this if my brothers didn't have the background and the enthusiasm for this game that they did. This could have been a situation too where I, I kind of burned out and got frustrated about I wasn't learning quick enough and wound up missing out on what is something that came out two years ago and I'm still playing with friends of mine online a couple nights ago. Yeah, with a game that's two years old, ancient, archaic. (laughs) (laughs) That is what it is in the world of video games. Well, this episode of Game Pass Forever is part one of two parts. We decided to spread this game into two different episodes. So, Bernsey, what are you looking to accomplish over our next month playing more Monster Hunter Rise? So, I am hoping to make a good amount of progress. Um, I, I think it would be good to try to get through at the majority of a lot of the solo stuff for sure, um, just because I know scheduling time uh, with a group of people is sometimes difficult. Well, you're tired of waiting to hang out until 9 p.m. every night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I have game time, you know, the other 21 hours of the day <laughs> that I want to take advantage of. Um, wait, you wait, know. you have a life outside of this podcast and, like, your relationship <laughs> with me, Burns? Yeah, pretty soon I'll be able to throw the burden that is Kingdom Hearts off of my back and move on to playing other things. And so... Uh, but I, I think I would like to try to get into at least the hunting rank in the teens or the 20s. Um, I think with World, I only got to hunting rank rank 9. Um, actually, I don't have to say I think because I spent like an hour tonight firing my PS4 back up, installing an update in Monster Hunter World so I could reload it and like my power had gone out so i had to like restore my databases repair my external blah 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 all that stuff um so yeah i played like 28 hours of world and got to hunting rank nine so i'd like to get into at least the teens if not into the 20s just to have a little bit more understanding of um what this game is and hopefully i'll enjoy it more i do enjoy the weapon i'm using a lot more than i the weapon i was using in world so i think that'll help yeah battle organ for the win casey your goals and ambitions for this game over the next month I'm just looking forward to getting better at combat in general. Um, the first time we played, I was mainly just button mashing, you know, just hitting the same one over and over again. And, like, it was just super clunky, you know. And you were fine. Like, you weren't a hindrance at all. Like, you didn't slow us down. Like, I had no umbrage with the pace that we had for he, our first session. You did faint once, which is disappointing also. Well, yeah, and, same, like, the first fight, too. It was like, the same one that I died. Platypus monster, too, yeah. yeah. But uh, still... <laughs> He, he also killed me in like three hits. I was like, oh, this thing hits a lot harder than the other monsters that we were fighting. Um, but yeah, just like learning the, the different combos that the longsword offers up and, and actually learning how to, to play it the way that you're supposed to play it instead of just swinging it over and over and over again and then poking it and then dashing back to heal and then going back in and doing the same thing over and over again, which is all that I did, which, like I said, was fun. And yeah, was welcome fun to Monster Hunter, dude. But like being able to kill everything super efficiently is going to be a lot more fun yeah it'll be great when he gets his binder fired up and like we can just watch casey min max and like 
<laughs> we can just be sipping a potion in the background saying, oh, he's gotten pretty good. Look, yeah. our Casey's all grown up. Just keep using my whetstone even though I've been sharp for like 10 minutes already. And just like, Casey's got this. <laughs> just in case. So, Brian, as you're right on the threshold of quadruple digit hours in this game, <laughs> what, uh, what is left for you to keep this experience fresh? How do you keep spicing up your Monster Hunter experience? Uh, I'm still, so there's something called event quests, which allow you to, um, there's a tremendous amount of DLC you can buy for like Monster Hunter. And some of it's Pass. super cool. You can make the, your, your cat look like Mega Man. You can make your dog <laughs> look like Amaratsu from um, Okami. Um, you can get all of these different kinds of like armors and stuff that you can actually get by just beating certain monster events that are just really, really hard. So I'm doing some of the very end game ones, the, the, the very, very end game event. I still haven't beaten. Um, it's two different monsters that you're dealing with at the same time, and both can one-shot you. And it's it's crazy that you'll play for 25 minutes and have nothing to show for it because someone got wiped at the very end. But what's been fun now is I'm playing Sunbreak, which again is the DLC, and Casey's younger brother, Corey, picked it up again. And it is so much fun. He and I just get on, run around. Um, he flies through the air like Spider-Man with his insect glaive. I stay on the ground and stab things to death. And um, it's just it's just a lot of fun getting to have those wild moments of like your buddy was there and then suddenly he's been deleted by a creature. <laughs> Quick question. You guys are playing it on the Switch. How? What are you using for voice chat on the Switch? Like, How do you communicate with your friends? Are you just like uh, FaceTiming as you play or how do you work out communication? Same thing. We phone call with headphones. Like that's and that sucked. And I really wish there was crossplay because I would love to play this with you guys. I think it would be so much fun. Yeah, um, then we could all stand around and just watch Xbox Brian kill sucks. everything. <laughs> uh, disagree that Xbox sucks, as we do an entire segment dedicated to the Game Pass <laughs> lineup every <laughs> single month. Sucks. Nah, it's a, it's a flawless machine. Uh, for my part, my goals, ambitions for the next month, just bash lots of monsters. Like, I am really turned off hearing that you need to play online later in the game. Like, I have zero desire to play with strangers. So I'm going to kill as many monsters as I can with my friends. I'm going to enjoy that ride. And then maybe I'll go back to World afterwards because I World really clicked with me and I seem to be able to solo a lot of stuff there. Well, Clarity, I mean, real quick, um, you, you don't have to fight online. Remember, online just lets the monster diversify where its aggro is. But every person that you add in the group up to four increases the health pool of the monster. So you could, in theory, do all of this by yourself. Um, it's just it's it gets a lot harder when all of the aggression is solely focused on you. Yeah, because I think it the game tells you it multiple times. It's like you could do the hub quests on your own, but you better be prepared. So you could you, let's see, maybe you could just be Superman out there and. You know, just running around with, uh, okay, somebody with the great guts. You'll be guts from Berserk just running around on your own trying to, like, slice things open. Yeah, given my uh, terrible Twitch reflexes and my general lack of skill in all things on planet Earth, like, I'm sure that'll go great for me. Yeah. Especially since you <laughs> chose be super the fun. slowest weapon in the game. That's going to really work well for you. Perfect, yeah. I will uh, <laughs> flail hopelessly. I'll be pointing the wrong direction. I'll get swallowed and, like, poured fire on. It's just going to be... It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Monster Hunter Rise, game of the 
decade. Yeah, yeah. Run away, drink some antidote, run back in, get one hit, go back out, drink more antidote. Yeah. Run around, find an antidote herb quick. Swing and miss. Gonna be great. Any other thoughts on Monster Hunter Rise as we get close to wrapping up part one of our discussion? Uh, the other thing that I noticed in the game that's at least seems to have happened a lot more than it ever happened in Monster Hunter World is that you can like mount the monsters and like have them attack stuff a lot more than I remember it happening. It's like it seems like it's a lot more streamlined and easier to do that than in World. Um, I don't remember doing it much in World at all, but. Well, it happened like our first five fights in Rise, say, I yeah. Multiple times almost. And so like there was one time where I I jumped on one beast and attacked the other one and then jumped off of that one, tethered it to the ground, and jumped on the other one and attacked it. And so uh I don't know. It's uh I think that's that that's just silly fun too, so I enjoy that. Yeah, fun is good. Joey likes you, mounting so, beasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you will uh, you will be able to ride a monster virtually every fight, and you can do damage to the other monster. And if you wind up ramming them into each other, you put the other one into a stun state, Joe, just like you did, and then you go at it again. And early on in the game, those monsters do so much more damage than you guys do. Mm-hmm. Go to town. <laughs> just make sure you do it as often as you possibly can. I think I do more mo- more damage than the monsters do. Great dogs, you don't. Great sword. Mental damage. <laughs> Just gave me mental damage. Monster Hunter Rise will be back next month to share our final full impressions of this game. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Outside is Overrated in the standalone segment of Game Pass Forever. Each month, our patrons vote on the games that we play. If you enjoy this content or if you would like to be part of the conversation, please back our show on Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash OIO. For Brian, for Dr. C, for the Hobbybox, Joe Burns, I'm Thompson Logic. We'll be back next month to finish our discussion on Monster Hunter Rise. Thanks for listening and stay inside, kids. <laughs>